Um, a question uh, on the website from Michelle Hatfield in Duxbury. Um, she says she worries so much about young soldiers who come home from war, jump on Xbox, and uh, may never mentally leave the war zone. Um, and th this is a, a question both for uh, journalists and, and about the soldiers. Uh, what challenges have you faced reconnecting you as, as a journalist, reconnecting with life and loved ones uh, in the U.S. between deployments and assignments, and what have you seen with uh, military people? Sebastian, we'll start with you. Well, just to begin with, after my friend Tim was killed in Libya, I made an almost instantaneous decision to stop covering wars. Um, but I can say that with <coughs> my work out at Restrepo, and you know, you have to, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, there was a 20-man outpost on a ridge. There was no TV. There was no internet. There was no cooked food. There was no running water. Uh, it was really sandbags and ammo and MREs, you know, and those, those guys were out there for a year. And, and it was very austere, and there was a lot of combat. And everyone got very, very close. And I... Uh, um, I had a lot of trouble when I came back, actually. Um, I wasn't, I've, I've been more traumatized in other war zones, um, way more traumatized, actually. But something about that experience with that group really unearthed some things in me. And I came back and I was incredibly, I just became incredibly emotional, like really fragile. And, um, and I, I sort of held it at bay for a while. I mean, I was quite jumpy for a while, you know, sort of typical. And then, um, and I started writing my book, and I did just the gates opened up inside me, and I, and, I, and I think in a good way, but I really missed it out there. I really, really missed it. And a lot of the soldiers I was with, they said, sort of said the same thing, like we'd go back there in a heartbeat. We, we're, it does, this doesn't make sense here. Like we feel like aliens. And I know, I know exactly what they were talking about. Um, and that was, that was quite hard, that was actually quite hard for me. I know there's a major transition issues now because of multi-deployments, for sure. I think there's a fact that these kinds of bombs and these wars are unidentifiable. It's not like Saigon, Saigon perfectly safe, up in the jungle, dangerous, line in the middle, we know what it is. Now we don't know where it's safe, where it is, it's kind of stressed too. A lot of combat, you know, come back, have all sorts of, you know, there's rising numbers of divorce, numbers of uh, suicide all on the rise because of the same reason. It's that transition. Remember the last uh, scene of Hurt Locker, the movie, and the guy comes back and, and he's been risking his life for all that time. He comes back and he's walking around the grocery store and he just doesn't know where to go, what to do. And all he wanted to do is go right back to that spot like you did. And a lot of the injured ones that I know well become like, you know, brothers and sisters of mine, is that those ones especially want to go back because they didn't feel like they didn't finish their, their mission, combine it together where they're coming back to a life that is so much more boring than they ever would imagine it was going to be again. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people have this kind of addiction, you know, that they want to go back again. And that's a transition major problem. I, I think we all need to remember who these young men and women are. So they all volunteer. <coughs> they all knew they were going to war, which is, I mean, they're patriots, each and every one of them. And these people to my left, they, they have the same drive, the same rush. They want to cover war. They're, they're there. Um, and so, and then they live it, and they come home, and, and like Bob said, nothing's ever going to measure up to that again. I mean, that adrenaline, that rush, the camaraderie, the closeness, 
I think what Sebastian felt was when you go through something very, very difficult with another person, you're, you're bonded. You're imprinted on one another for life. I mean, that's just, it happens. Because you've been through something that no one else can, will ever understand. And so from, as an army and as a force, what we're trying to work on is, okay, resiliency uh, throughout the force and, and how, do we, how do we ensure that those men and women that have returned from war are able to cope with everyday life, uh, deal openly with their, whatever is, is bothering them, if anything, and then replicate a training environment that challenges them mentally and physically to keep them interested as well as uh, focused on the task at hand. Because when their nation calls again, we need them. We all need them. And you uh, personally coming back? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I've got three daughters. Uh, you know, when you first come, come back home and your, your young daughter is a little standoffish, not really sure who you are, um, that cuts right down to your being. And obviously, you make, a, make that up with time. Um, I've seen a lot of bloodshed and a lot of tears and a lot of bad places. But I've always been able to go through it with my family, my faith, and my friends. And, and that has just kind of kept me through. And your, your wife is a military person as well. Yes. My wife was in the Army for 10 years. And then after we, our first daughter was born, she, uh, she got out. But she's a combat veteran. Uh, she's, she was twice the officer I will ever be. Uh, just an amazing person. So, my, my wife is not military, but she's my commander. In fact, in fact, her sister and her mom's right here. <laughs> Rita, um, there's a Canadian psychiatrist by the name of Anthony Feinstein, and he's written a number of books on on journalists and post-traumatic stress disorder. And uh, he, he was talking to me once about how uh, with, with journalism, you know, like talk therapy is a well-known way of dealing with stress. And as a journalist, you experience a stressful event, but then your job is to write about it and to go over it again. I mean, often, like for the rest of your life, you will be editing and going over these images and writing about it. So your therapy is kind of built into your profession. I mean, I think there's something, there's something to that. Um, other than that, that um, what I eventually evolved toward was uh, therapy, uh, no drinking, and meditation, and that helps a lot. 